Good morning, every nation. So good to be in the house of God this morning. And uh, Pastor Roger does the AGM so well. He is the master at AGM. I said, if the Lord calls him uh, to America, we'll fly him down to do the AGM. He has been doing AGM since I've been in this church for 24 years. He's never missed one. I've missed some, but he's not missed one, you know. I found him doing AGM. He's still doing it. Keep doing it. But I want to honor him. The reason I was just going on and on about that is because this church, uh, we have never had a time when we had, had to retrench people because I believe God honors the good stewardship of this finances. And I want to honor Roger for doing that. It's a legacy of stewardship that he has left for us. And it makes my job more difficult. I have to leave the same stewardship. So you're not going to have two thrones on the table, on the, on the stage, anytime, anytime in the future. You know, some people think that when you have a black senior pastor, you're going to have the, 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 the two big chairs here for the senior pastors. That's not going to happen. All right, let's go to the Word. Let's go to the Word. The, the last three weeks, we have been camping on good, good father, good, good father. And we, I believe that God is speaking to us from Luke 15. He's communicating something to us as a church. And even in line with the celebration we've just had now, I will show you how God is building a good family. When you read 1 Peter 2 verse 5, it says, We are like living stones and are being built into a spiritual house to be holy and a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So this is what we are about today. God is building a good family. God is building a good family. If you find yourself worshiping from a distance, Something is wrong with that picture. If you find yourself worshiping not in the holy of holies, something is wrong with that picture. You need to ask yourself, why are you not part of the fold? Why are you not in this family that God is building? So I have words for you to say this morning, and this is it. Come back home. If you find yourself to be worshiping from a distance, come back home. There is no sin too big that God cannot forgive. There is no shame too deep that God cannot remove. There is no pain too big that God cannot heal. So if it's pain, if it's sin, if it's shame that's keeping you away, today as we reflect on the scripture that we've been doing, looking at the older son, I believe God is calling you, come back home. What are we contending for as this church? You've heard Pastor Roger mention the vision of this church. We see lives and communities and society transformed through the Word, through discipleship in the Word, the presence and the power of God. If I were to say differently for our context this morning, we are building a multicultural church where people feel at home, in community, touching and discipling the city of Joburg and our nation with the gospel of salvation and the gospel of the kingdom. We are building a church that will touch the city, Johannesburg. We are building a church that will disciple our nation. The reason why we were doing things like the Lenting Tank last week, it is because it has been prophesied about this church that God will give us solutions to the challenges that are facing our nation. God spoke to us that this church will be a seedbed of leaders. 
prophetic word Pastor Jim LaFoon gave us that God is saying there's going to be a factory of leaders coming out of this church, leaders who are going to go out into the marketplace and make a difference wherever God has called you to be. Because the Bible says that we spread the fragrance of our Lord. So this is to say that the church is not a building. We know that very well. The church is us. We are a gathered and a scattered church, so we are called to make an impact everywhere God has called us to be. So thank you for being part of what God is doing in this city and in this nation. So our text today is from Luke 15. I'm reading from verse 25 to verse 32, focusing on the older brother. You know the story as we've been building it on so well in the last two weeks of the younger brother who went out and squandered everything that the father had given him and lost it all but came back and the father received him and the father threw a party to welcome him home. So let's read together. Now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing and he called one of his servants and asked, what? does this mean? And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, look, this many years I have served you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. You can see he was really offended. He is focusing on the fattened calf. And he said to him, son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. May the Lord bless the reading and the teaching of His Word. Friends, with what we are reading here, I believe God is speaking to us. Just the picture of this older brother coming back from the fields and he finds that there's a party at home. There's two responses that we see here. He could have chosen one or the other. The, 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 the first response, and it reveals the, the condition of his heart. You know, the Bible says that he was angry and he refused to go in. This to me that he was not longing to see his brother come back again. He was not looking forward to see his brother come back into the fold. He was not looking forward to that. He, was, he had probably written him off that this one will not come back again. He was not longing for his brother to come back. And I'm thinking to myself, are we longing for the lost brothers and sisters to come back? Are we longing for those who are not yet saved to come back into the house of the Lord? Or do we think it's just the father's responsibility like this older brother had done? Because the father had always been longing for the younger one to come. Are we longing for those who do not know him to come? Are we praying for them? Are we looking out for them to come in? The other response that the brother could have had, he could have said, if he had a great relationship with the father, he could have gone into the house, took, take a quick shower and say, I'm part of the party. I'm celebrating that my bro is back. But he didn't respond that way. And I want to bring to you this, what I believe is a secret or a key to overcoming insecurity and competition. And that is when we celebrate each other's success. 
When we learn to celebrate each other's success, we will overcome insecurity. We will overcome competition. I'm sharing this with you because the enemy is keeping us out. We're competing with one another. Or maybe it's, we feel insecure. The enemy is keeping us out where we could actually be fellowshipping from a place of intimacy with our God. I was saying in the first service that this is a secret the Lord revealed to me a while back, and I'm sharing with you for Mahala today, just for free. It makes a huge difference when I say to myself, Pastor Roger's success is my success. Jesse's success is my success. That everyone of you here, when you succeed, I succeed. When we start having that kind of attitude, there is no competition. We will kill the spirit of competition, and the enemy will not keep us from a distance. So let me challenge you one more time. Let us celebrate each other's success. This is, I believe, what the Father is doing. A family that the Father is building is a family that celebrates the success of others. That's the kind of family that God is building. Let's celebrate each other's success. Stop staying outside in the outer courts. Celebrate the success and the progress of others so you can come in to intimacy with the Father. Let's jump to verse 28. His father came out and entreated him. Look at the words that are used here. His father came out and entreated him. May I remind you that the father had gone out for the younger brother before? The father is always and constantly pursuing us. Now he's coming out again for the younger brother. He's coming out again for the older brother. He's saying, come, son. He entreated him. In the NIV, it says, so his father went out and pleaded with him. He's pleading with him, saying, son, don't stay outside. Come back into the fold. Look how the son responds. This is his response. All these years, I've been slaving for you. All these years, I've been slaving for you. And I want to basically bring this to you this way. Some of us, we see ourselves as slaves and not as sons and daughters of the king. Some of us, we serve the Lord with that hireling mentality and not seeing ourselves that actually we are called to be sons and daughters and to walk with our Father, to work with our Father. How is your relationship with the Father right now? Do you see yourself as a slave or as a son? Let's make it practical. Some people see their giving or their saving or being part of a connect or coming to church as a duty, not as worship unto the Lord. Everything that we do is worship unto God. Our giving is not that the staff can have medical aid. Yes and amen to it. Hallelujah, right? But our giving is worship unto the Lord. Our serving is to say, God, I come here Sunday morning to serve in any of the departments. I'm here to bring an offering of praise unto you. That's the kind of family that God is building. Not hireling mentality, not slave mentality. You know, my family and I, we don't like to skip church. We always make sure that every Sunday we are at church. Even when we are on holiday, my kids will say, Dad, let's find a church. Let's go find a church. Let's go to church. I, I say to people, we come to church not because we are pastors or not because our kids are PKs, but we come to church because we want to be part of God's family. We want to be part of what God is doing. We come to fellowship. We are in the life of the church because it is where life is. 
You know, recently my son had some challenges at school, and uh, we, we thought maybe we should uh, take away some of the things and so he can focus a little bit better. We said, do you want to stop going to youth and maybe just come to church Sunday? Still go to youth on Sunday, not youth on Friday. He said, no, Dad, take away everything, but I want to go to youth. You know, if a teenager says, take the phone away, it's a revival. <laughs> There's revival. God is doing something. Take away the iPad. I want to go to youth. We know that the church is not perfect, but it is the house of God. We know that we will miss each other. We'll rub off each other the wrong way. We'll offend each other, but it is the house of God. God uses all of that to disciple us and to make us better people. Let us not give up the dream to build a multicultural church that touches the city. Let's not give up the dream. It, is, it will be very easy for me to go and find another church where it's just uh, same people, same culture, same songs, because it's convenient. Let's not give up the dream. Let's not give up the dream. So a family that the Father is building is a family with sons and daughters and not slaves. T.D. Jakes puts it this way. When you are a son, you will always come back home. When you are a son, you will always come back home. But when you are a hireling, you question yourself, will I be accepted? When you are a son, let's jump over to verse 31. Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. And as I was reading this, I believe this is what God is saying to us. As the older brothers who are ready into the fold, he's saying there's others out there who need to come back. You are always with me, and all that I have is yours. So this to me, it says that we have access. This son had access to the father, but he lacked intimacy. He had access to the father. He knew that he was with the father all the time, but he wasn't close enough to catch the heart of the father. What is your relationship status like? I'm not saying Facebook relationship status. But if it is complicated, just in case your relationship with the Father is complicated, come back. Come back. How many Christians today are always with the Father, but they are worshiping from a distance? They are always around. They are around. They are with the Father. They come to church. They do the things. That's young adults talk. We do the things. They do the things, but they're not intimately connected with the Father. We don't want that. I believe God is pleading with you. Do not just do the things. Connect with the Father. How many Christians are living there? So I want to finish off with this. A family that the Father is building is a family that's walking in intimacy. The Bible says he chose us in him before the foundations of the earth. He, he chose us already in Him. He wants to walk closely with us. He wants to be intimate with us. He wants us not to, this very thing I've been saying over and over again, He doesn't want us to worship from a distance. He wants us to come into close intimacy with Him. It was last week, um, Saturday, uh, I was having my devotion in the morning, and uh, our youngest daughter, Rory, if you know her, you know the kids' church uh, pastors, they say she's eight going 40. You know, the things that come out of her mouth are just profound. 
you know, we were doing this devotion and we were reading through First Peter chapter 2. And uh, as we're reading through it, we're going verse by verse, you know. And we got to verse 9. This is what it says. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you where? Out of darkness into his wonderful light. And when we got to that verse, Rory said, Daddy, wait, pause there. This is powerful. This is profound. Imagine, eight-year-old. She says, we are God's chosen people, a royal priesthood, God's special possession. Wow. And this is what came out of her mouth. Why do you want to fit in when you were born to stand out? Why do you want to fit in when you were born to stand out? Out of the mouth of babes. That was the word of the Lord for me, you know. It was for me. She had no clue the Holy Spirit was using her to speak to me at that moment. I needed to hear that. Why do you want to fit in when you were born to stand out? Now, this is the profoundness of this whole thing. is the fact that when we are intimate with God, when we get to that place of intimacy, we will stand out. When we get to that place of living from the presence of God, working from a place of rest, living and worshiping in the holy of holies, not in the outer courts, we will stand out. We don't have to do it with our own strength. A family that the Father is building is a family that walks in intimacy, not just hanging around the Father, not just hanging around, but saying, I want to be in a relationship with my God. Why? Do you want to just stay outside when you can fellowship and worship in the Holy of Holies? A family the Father is building is a family that celebrates the success of other siblings. I pray that will be our revelation. A family that the Father is building is a family with sons and daughters and not slaves. Let's overcome this slavery mentality that what we're doing, we're doing just as a tick box. A family that the Father is building is a family walking in intimacy. Now, I want to explain to you this intimacy. When you read the Old Testament, we teach this at God Pursuit, at the worship uh, Grokos, that the tabernacle of David and, and Moses' temple and, and, and Solomon's temple, it had these four aspects. It had the outer courts. It had the inner courts. It had the most Holy place. It had the holy place, and then it had the holy of holies, the most holy place. And we know that the scripture says that the, the only people that were allowed to go into the holy of holies, it was the priests. And the holy of holies was such an amazing place of understanding who God really is, of being face to face with God. The Bible says not everyone was allowed to go in. Even the priests themselves, when they tried to go into the holy of holies, they will chain them with a bell ringing so that when they offer the sacrifice to God, they can tell that these guys are still alive. If the bell stops ringing, they would have to drag them out because they're dead. They had not cleansed themselves properly to be in the presence of God. Now, I don't, I don't want to be a priest in the Old Testament. <laughs> you, you walk up into the Holy of Holies and you had not cleansed yourself and you die. But I've got good news for you. Through the blood of Jesus, we can enter in. Through the blood of Jesus, we can enter in. Let us stand to pray. Through the blood of Jesus, we can enter in. So I'm going to read you the song that was written by Langa for Mule Worship.
This song is so in line with the series that we've been doing and the prodigal son. And I believe God is speaking to some of you through this song. This song is only coming out by the end of, of June this month. And I believe God is speaking to some of you. If you find yourself to be in the outer courts, God is saying, come, son, come, daughter, into the Holy of Holies. Are you lost, lost, and you've lost your way? Searching for purpose, away from home, hoping, hoping in things that will fade. And now guilt and regret won't leave you alone. But now you're on your way home. Don't let your head hang low. Pakamisikanda, lift your head. Look, there comes Father. Running, running, stretching out His arms. And He's not judging you on where you come from. He welcomes you and rejoices your return. This last verse, I love it. They say home, it is where the heart is, but home, it is where God is. Home, it is where God is. He's always waiting with arms wide open. You are not too late or far. Come home just as you are. There's grace enough for the lost and the broken. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that there's grace enough. There's grace enough for the lost and the broken. Because there's no shame too deep that you cannot forgive, Lord, and remove, Father. Daddy, I believe there are people here today that have worshipped from a distance. I believe there are people here today that uh, they are hanging around the Father, around you, Lord, but they don't understand an intimate relationship with you, Father. Oh, God, I pray that we will move out of the outer court and come into the inner court and move from the inner court all the way to the Holy of Holies. If you are here and uh, as we were preaching this message this morning and you know that you are in the outer courts, we want to pray with you. I'm going to ask you to raise both your hands to heaven as a sign of surrender and coming to the Father and saying, I know that I've just been coming, but I'm not at that place of intimacy with God. Without asking you to come to the front, just raise your hand wherever you are. We want to pray with you. Just raise your hands. Just raise both your hands and say, God, I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home. The Father is running to you. You will feel His embrace this morning. Thank you. Thank you. With those hands raised, Lord, we bring these people before you, God. That you know where they are at right now. You know what they are going through right now, God. And I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will come and embrace them, Father God. That they will feel your love, Father God. And out of this experience today, Lord God, they will live from a place of intimacy, Father God. And not driven away by the cares of this world. Or competition or insecurity, Father. I pray, God, that you will bring your healing. If there is pain or if some of them, maybe they have been hurt before. I pray for healing in the name of Jesus Christ, God. I speak your healing in the name of Jesus. We speak healing in the name of Jesus. We declare healing in the name of Jesus. We speak healing in the name of Jesus. We speak restoration in the name of Jesus. Only what you can do, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus. You can put your hands down. Lord, thank you that in this hour you've called us to make an impact in this nation, in this city. And all of us here today, I pray that we will take our rightful places to bring that impact 
and to give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.